Welcome to Storytime at the Rebuzz, a weekly podcast where we talk about fun stories from the Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival. I'm Daniel. And this is Sharla. And we got Brooklyn over here. What's up? She's hanging out with us from the little swinging hammock chair that we've got in our back porch. How you doing over there? I'm doing great. I'm about to go carve some pumpkins. You going to a Halloween party? I think it's just a pumpkin carving shindig. Okay. We had a fun one last night at Campus 805 here in Huntsville. We hung out with some of our buddies in the Wolves of Chernobyl, and we saw two other bands that I can't remember the names of right now. They're all so good. It was like death metal. And <laughs> it was so good. I was a little creeped out because one of them was pretty dark, and there was some like really bad satanic imagery, but I talked to... Hey, I had fun. I was beating on the drum. I was helping them <laughs> I, had I didn't a... know what was going on, though. I have not seen that movie that came out this past year called Midsummer. But I've seen the trailer and stuff, and it looked like that. It was some creepy looking stuff, man. I want to watch it. I don't. I, I do. I do. I'm not so good. I'll, I'll watch it. With All right. You. I love scary movies, so I don't hate scary movies, but there are some that just creep me out too much. That one movie, Hereditary, <laughs> still messes with me. I, well, I don't want scary movies. I don't want to think about it. Oh, movies I like. Don't mess with me. What's your favorite scary movie? All of them. But pick one. I don't have a favorite. You I don't? Just, yeah. What's your favorite, Brooklyn? Um, I don't either. Like, they're all so good. I can't think of one either. Spooky season. Spooky season. Yeah, it was a good spooky season. Good spooky season music last night. We got more uh, spooky season shenanigans next weekend, too. Yeah, I got some more parties and everything. This is, like, the longest drawled out Halloween, and that's the best thing. I'm okay with it. It's my favorite month. Hey, I asked Charlotte last time we did the podcast, what was her favorite costume that she had ever seen at Bonnaroo? What's your favorite costume that you'd ever seen? Does it have to be at Bonnaroo? I mean, what's your favorite that you've seen in Sinru when there's music going on? Um, what's his name? Oh my gosh. The the guy that's famous in New York. Are you talking about Matthew? Matthew, Matthew Silver. Yeah, yeah, I love him. <laughs> I guess they, that's a little bit of a costume. Yeah, that's a total, I mean... We ran into Matthew Silver a couple of times out in the camps when he was doing his thing, some funny stuff. He's just so wonderful. I love his energy. Yeah, I'd like to see him back. I think the Rooshoot people brought him out this past year Mm -hmm. because they knew that would be such a fun thing, and it was. Oh, that's a bit of news that I wanted to talk about. The Rooshoot folks had a big thing in the past week or so. They have earned their nonprofit status. That's a big deal for them. I'm so yeah, happy for awesome. them. Yeah, so Congratulations to them. Yeah, to Ron and Celia and the whole crew with the Rooshoot. That's going to allow them to do some really good stuff. I know they've been working on like workshops and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm super happy for them. There's also some news coming up. Uh, we have the thing with the What Podcast the week after next. Yeah, that's going to be fun. It's going to be up in Chattanooga. It's going to be at the Moxie Hotel. Is that the name of it? The Moxie, yeah. yeah. And Russ and Brad and Barry have worked out a deal. So if you are a long drive away and you're thinking about coming, they were able to cut a deal with the hotel for a discounted rate. So if you'd like to come down and hang out with us, um, I think they put the information about that on the event page. You can track that down either by looking up the What Podcast or us on Facebook. And there's an event page that has the link with the discount details. I haven't been to that hotel. I've never been there, no. Uh -uh. The last time we were in Chattanooga was, gosh, a while back. We went hiking. Yeah. We went for Christmas one time. Yes. That was such a good time. Like, I love going to Chattanooga and just, like, chilling. Chattanooga's a good town. It's like the Seattle of Tennessee. That is something that I've never heard put that way, and you're totally right. Right? Yeah, it kind of (laughs) is. Is the Chattanooga choo-choo, like, their version of the Space Needle? Yeah. Or is that the aquarium? I mean, I, I think it would be more of the aquarium. 
Hey, I got one question for you guys before we get into our main thing this week. It's starting to be rumor season, and I'm not going to go into like the things that have been rumored or whatever, but my question for you is, what are the headliners that you would like to see next year? Who do I want to see? Who would you like Dolly to Parton. see? Dolly Parton. Oh, well, everybody I mean, wants yeah. Dolly. Who do I not want? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, who do, uh, Dolly Parton is who I want to see there. So did you hear what they talked about on the What podcast a while back? They had Jeff Kuehler, kind of like mm-hmm. the guy that more or less runs Bonner yeah. nowadays. And he said they openly put the invitation out to her all the time. It's kind of her call. I think everybody needs to get on social and beg Miss Dolly to come see us. Like, she would be so welcome. Can you imagine if she was playing the what stage and she started singing Rocky Top? That place would go off, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Who else would you like to see besides Miss Dolly? I don't know. What you got, Brooklyn? Who do you want to see? Lizzo. Lizzo. Oh, Lizzo, yeah. Yeah. Bonnaroo, um... Retweeted one of her tweets today. So Are you for real? Really? Yeah. I missed that. Yeah. So you know she was there uh, a couple of years ago, but this is before she blew up. Yeah. She also would she's great. She's so positive. She would fit in so well. Yeah. There's an undercard that I would like to see there. Who's that? Who would probably be an undercard, wouldn't be a headline. Matt Mason. Matt Mason, tell me about him. I've heard a lot about him. Oh, he's so great. He just came out with an album I think it was like July. It's really good. He was actually in Birmingham. Uh, a couple of days ago, and then he was in Nashville. Some of our friends went to it, went to their concerts. What does he sound like? What what kind of genre is he? I'm not good with that. You played me a few songs of his. It sounded kind of like modern alt rock. Yeah, indie. Folky. Yeah, folky, folky, indie poppy. folky, punky. Kind of poppy. He did come out with a. An, he did release like another version of his recent album, and it's all stripped, so it's all on piano. Ooh. So beautiful. That's kind of like what Manchester Orchestra did about five years ago. They had two versions of the same album, but with two different ways of recording it. So like one was kind of like rock and the other was acoustic. Is that what Matt Mason did? Yeah. Okay, cool. I think the ones I want to see next year are kind of what's already been kind of rumored. I'm dying to see Vampire Weekend. Mm. Their Father of the Bride album is probably my favorite album of the year. Uh, that that's honestly my number. Well, it's my number two because y'all already know what my number one is. Take a wild guess. I'm gonna go with Tame Impala. Yeah, Charlotte knows me well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they finally announced the uh, title of the album that's gonna be coming out in early 2020. It's called The Slow Rush, and they put out a little teaser of it the other day. Oh man, it sounds so good. I really want to believe that they're gonna headline this coming year, and if they put them on the what stage, and Kevin brings out all those lasers and everything. Y'all better go ahead and order the casket because I'm going to be dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be cool. What about My Morning Jacket? So, you've been getting into My Morning Jacket. One Absolutely. of my other favorites. What's your favorite songs from them so far? Oh, the um, Wordless Chorus. Yeah. I love that song. I've got their album, uh, The Waterfall, on vinyl in there. I think you'd like it. That was their last new album. They're due for a new one. But I have to tell you, they're kind of on hiatus right now. They haven't been playing many shows at all. Um, We have a friend on Twitter. Her name is Angie. She's like a huge fan, and she's been like telling me a little bit that they might be coming back next year. So here's hoping. They're they're kind of like one of the OGs of Bonnaroo. They've played some like legendary sets. Years ago, they played one that went on almost five hours, if I'm remembering right. Like they literally went on all night. Everybody loves in there. Nobody's gonna be opposed to having my morning jacket on. Right. So I hope so. So uh, the main thing I want to talk about this time around are totems.
totems. Yeah. Such a hot topic in the uh, music in, uh, festival industry. It world. kind of is. <laughs> Y'all seen this Many before. debates. Tell me about the debates. You've seen this just as much as I have. I mean, in the past few years, I've seen so many debates on Reddit, uh, in the Facebook groups. Uh, I love totems. Totems are awesome, too. Totems suck. Totems should be banned. Totems should be thrown in a pile and set on fire, and we should have a big bonfire, and totems should be burned. I don't remember it being that bad. <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> Bonnaroo are positive people. I've never extreme, heard that one. you know. What are, um, what's your opinion on totems, babe? My opinion on totems? Yeah. Um, you know, you got to find a happy medium. Um, I th personally think totems help you find your friends in a crowd um, because there's not a lot of phone service when you go to festivals because so many people obviously are trying to use their phones at once. So there's not a lot of phone service and totems just help you find your friends. So you really have to find a happy medium. Personally, we do have a totem. We do use our totem. Uh, we do bring it to shows, uh, you know, and we do pick it up and bounce it every now and then. But yep. we don't hold it up the entire show because that would just be rude. You know, it's fine to, oh, let me bounce it up, you know, for a couple seconds every now and then, but not the entire time. That would be rude. So it's yeah. about, it's all about finding that happy medium with your totem. What do you think, Brooklyn? Well, some dude on Twitter, I seen that you talked to on Twitter, but he had a very good point of view that I agree with. Yeah. We love them until they block a view. That's very true. Yeah. Have you ever gotten a little upset because a totem blocked your view? I mean, honestly, it's not even totems that would block my view. It'd be like some really tall guy in the front. So yeah. Like I mean, <laughs> probably like four times out of ten, a totem has blocked my view in at any like festival. It's mostly just the tall people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That happens like that. Yeah, that gets in the way more than a totem does. If like mm -hmm. a six and a half foot guy walks right in front of you. Then you have oh, to there like, was one time where there was like this guy who was literally probably eight foot tall. And he was right at the front, and I was like, "Dang, I can't see anything." But hey, I was I was there for the music. Well, so. he can't help being tall, so exactly. I get that from that perspective. That's got to be annoying if you're a tall guy. You always yeah, feel like right? you're in the way. You always yeah. feel like you're in the way. But then it also goes back to to enjoy the show. Do you need to see the musician exactly. 100%, now, you know, like every split second of I what they're play doing? I want devil's advocate here because sometimes there and, are shows with a lot of crazy visual things. And if you do, if you do feel like you need to see the musician playing 100% of the entire set, make plans to get in the pit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and make plans to get a good spot. Like if you feel like that's the only way you can enjoy the show. Yeah. The guys that run security for the pit... They usually kind of keep an eye on keep that. Keep an eye on the, yeah. They don't mind if you have a totem, but if you're going to have it up the whole time, if they're going to say be, something. Yeah, they're going to say something to you, which is good. Yeah. The one time that I... No, I take that back. There have been a couple of times where I did have our Ricky the Cat totem mm -hmm. in the pit. The two off the top of my head are Alt-J a few years ago and Gambino this past year. But I knew in my head, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to do it very sparingly because I don't want to be in people's oh. way. <laughs> I'm wondering if we should tell the story... Of the origin of the Ricky yeah, you, the Cat totem. Yeah, how did Ricky start, Daniel? Um, Ricky first made his appearance, well, as a totem, back in 2015. That was our third year, and I had seen totems everywhere. And it was kind of one of my favorite small aspects of Bonnaroo, because it's so fun seeing like lots of inside jokes and memes and, and just ridiculous and creative things just floating around in the crowd. Especially, you know, 
as people figured out how to put LED lights and do fun, creative things with them, I was like, you know what? I want in on this. And the first thing that popped into my head as a meaningful and funny thing was a picture of our cat. So I took a picture of his face and put some funny glasses on him and typed up a few LED lights. It was kind of simple and not that great the first year in 2015 when we took him around to things like my morning jacket, coincidentally enough. <laughs> he was there for my morning jacket show. And uh, Gambino, when he played that year, and who else was there? We saw uh, Mumford and Sons and Dead Mouse and things like that. We talked about that before, but that was the first time. And he kind of turned into a hit. Like people kept asking me, oh, that's cool. That's your cat. And people got such a kick out of the fact that, yes, that is my actual cat, Ricky. He's at home. It's funny to me because he would never be caught dead here. He would see all this going on and just run away and be like, hell no. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. we took him to Sloss Fest down in Birmingham, kind of a local festival that has gone away now that I loved. And the first year that we took him, he was the only totem. So Ricky became kind of like a celebrity there. We took him to every Sloss Fest and they even kind of had like merchandise and he was like on a lot of their social media and like on the website and stuff. He became kind of an unofficial mascot there. And we had also taken him to a lot of shows like Live on the Green and Nashville mm -hmm. and maybe a couple of other things. And now whenever I take him to Bonnaroo or another live show here in the area, people come up to me and it's like, I've seen that damn cat everywhere. Who are you guys? You know, things <laughs> like that. And then people started to realize that, oh, it's the Rubus people that carry the picture of the cat. So I have, because of the association with those two things, I have met some of the coolest people. Oh, yeah. There was a moment um, this past year, um, me and Charla and Ashu was at a show. I think we were waiting to see Odessa. And I wish I knew who this guy was, but this moment has stuck with me. He recognized Ricky and he came up to me and he was like, hey, you guys are the Rubus people, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, man, good to meet you. He's like, I'm going to let you know. I really love what you guys are doing. Like, I love the positivity. And, like, I'm trying not to, like, beat my own drums with that or anything, but it meant so much to me right. that he came up to me and said that. And I'm like, we put a lot into, like, kind of the fun stuff and projects that we do with, like, Rubus-related stuff. That meant the world to me that somebody came up and recognized Ricky and said that to me. Mm -hmm. I, I'm so happy. That's that, so cool. Yeah, I'm so happy that he's become, like, our little signature. First of all, because Ricky's a cool cat, and he was, like, kind of staring at us a minute ago through the window, kind of wondering why we're talking about him, I guess. It means a lot to me that he's kind of become, like, like this weird trademark for us or whatever. It's stupid and dumb and ridiculous, and that's why I love it. Yes. So that's kind of the origin of Ricky. <laughs> hey, what have been some of the favorite totems you guys have seen? Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. Well, there were <laughs> no uh, broccoli. Oh, yes, broccoli squad. They're so fun. That's another example of a trademark. Those yeah, guys have trademark. been there for years. Yeah, it really is because I see that every year. Oh my goodness! You know another one? I know so many. Like if I just had a list, I I'd be like, oh yeah, I know that one, that one, that one. So good. I'll tell you one now that I think you'll remember instantly once I say it. Yeah. The Candy Cane Squad. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, that's. I mean, yeah, um, that's yeah. some of the roo shoot or that's trying to go awesome. to bed. Trying to people. go to bed, roo yeah. shoot, yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, like the a lot of the roo shoot fam, as far as I know, I need to get Ron on here sometime, but they are part of camp trying to go to bed, um, which is an inside joke to their first year when they were at a Pretty Light show, something that Pretty Light said on stage. And now that's one of their trademarks is carrying around a ton of like Christmas candy canes, uh, which I think is a good idea because... Those are recognizable totems, and they can deflate them and put them in their backpacks yeah, if need which be. Yeah, cool, yeah. I think that's a very good idea. 
Can you think of any other uh, totems that you've seen year after year? I mean, there's so many. This is a there good was sign. A fidget spinner, like a fidget spinner. Years yeah, ago? that oh, was good. And remember, someone a couple of years ago had like a basketball goal, and you could like throw oh, the basketball into it. That was a brilliant idea. Okay, here's one. So someone I can't remember her name, Daniel, but you might know it. Um, she saw Ricky the cat, and then she asked you how you made it, and then she made one of her cat. Yes, yes. I'm so sorry. Her name's escaping me right now because I was thinking of something else. But they have been down at Huluween this weekend. Oh, I've been cool. tracking them on social media. And they had that cat, the oh, picture of her cat. That's so cool. We run into her every year. I think a couple people have done that, actually. It's so cool. I want to go back to the basketball thing. Yeah, we the were basketball, talking about. yeah. I forget what show we were at, but they had that out. And, like, you know, it's everybody like waits tent, for about yeah. a good 45 minutes when you're getting a good spot mm-hmm. for the next show. And it gets a little boring, let's be honest. You kind of hang out with your neighbor, but you're still a little bored. That guy brought in a giant basketball goal on his totem, and he threw the basketball out, and people had to make the shot. Yeah. And, you know, you could hear, like, this big chorus of, like, oh, it was close, you know? I love stuff like that. <coughs> there was a guy this past year that had a bubble blower on the top of a totem, yeah, too. Yeah, I've seen that um, the past couple of years. That's a good idea. Have y'all seen um, the the one with Tina Belcher from... Bob's Burgers. Burgers, and it says, turn down for butt. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. Oh. That's pretty good. And then the, the, the toast with, po- with Posties. Toast Malone. Toast Malone. Toast Malone. Okay. It was back in like 14, 15. Somebody had Hank Hill, and then the other part of their group yeah. had Peggy Hill. And yeah. it was like, turn down for what? Turn down for what? <laughs> yeah, it was that. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Do it again, Daniel. <laughs> Do it so well, thank you. Well, I got a few uh, things that people sent us in when oh. I asked about some of your favorite totems. Can I read it? Um, yes. Here's okay. one from our buddy Buster Lando. Uh, he's, go by, he's going by Rue Daddy on Twitter <laughs> right now. <laughs> t- t- tell everybody what you're seeing on this picture, babe. Well, I don't know. I can't read it. You went off the screen. No, no. Look at the picture. Oh, it's like a big hand. It's a giant hand on a stick. I don't... Yeah. What, well, what, I can't, what did he say you, about okay. it? He says, if anyone ever sees this at Bonnaroo, you're always welcome to come boogie and party with us at the Rally and Rage crew. It's the big hand doing like the, the, the horn sign. <laughs> How do you do that? What is a horn sign? Look, it's like the, the you know. Like oh, holding, it's yeah. the rock yeah. sign. Yeah, I'll send this out. Or actually, you can look on our Twitter when I ask this question. You can see this in replies. Like, uh, it's amazing. Kind of like the Spider-Man. A little bit, yeah. He also says he remembers seeing a baguette. I kind of remember Whoa. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not fa- Okay, why is it that some people take around a pineapple and just hold it up at a show? It's like, like glass uh, animals? Because glass animals was well, a thing. That, I understand. There was a lot of those it's, at the glass animal show because of that it's song. It's the glass animals cult. But yeah, why are they at other shows with pineapples? It's the glass animals cult. Okay. What's pineapples this? are in my head. <laughs> I know. On my shoes. Um, <laughs> Izzy, uh, hey Big Star on Twitter, he says, Not my totem, but hoping these people will see this. My favorite totem of 2019 was this RuneScape guy. Oh my god. says, buying GF. <laughs> yeah, this is from a video game so I don't, that I never played, so I don't really get the Oh reference. my gosh, look at this guy's shirt, y'all. What is it? Leo Beer! It's, it's Leo Beer from Thailand. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Uh, we need to talk to that guy. Yeah, okay, we need to find this guy. <laughs> it's funny, I've talked to a lot of Ruvians that have also been to Thailand. Yeah. I talked about this when we were there Thailand last year. Thailand is literally if Bonnaroo was a country. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's kind of funny because this is the one year anniversary of us taking a group uh, trip to Thailand. And I said that at the time. Thailand is like full of so many things yeah. that it shares in common with Bonnaroo. Everybody's so guys, just so positive. What's up, Brooklyn? I what you just, got? Uh, 
I searched Bonnaroo totems on Google. Yeah. And we pop up right here. Really? Oh, it's <laughs> it's Brooklyn on my shoulders holding Ricky. That's amazing. That was um. There, there's a picture that is floating around on social media and stuff. It's Brooklyn on my shoulders holding Ricky up. That's when we were trying to track Ron down when we gave out the pizza at that jungle show. Jungle show. No, those pizzas were kind of like giant totems. It was showing people that we were giving out free pizza. That was fun. So my final verdict is totems are a huge part of what, what makes Bonnaroo Bonnaroo. I love it that it's a giant collective art project almost. Like everybody brings something that's meaningful or funny to them to show everybody else, but also be kind of like a homing beacon for their crew. I can't tell you how many times our Ricky the Cat totem has saved our butts. When we get separated or something. I completely agree. Uh, I would be totally lost. I mean, to give you a good example, when we went to uh, Voodoo a few years ago and could not have totems, I got lost and it pretty much ruined our night. So, <laughs> no, that was um, still a fun night, well, but yeah, yeah, it would have been better um, if you could, we could have stayed together because of the totem. I do think that you have to find a happy medium. I, I do think there is a, is a medium. I think uh, the good rule of thumb is... Keep it down and use it very sparingly if Here you're ahead shows, of the yeah. sound booth. Exactly. If so. you're to the side of the sound booth up front, I think it, it's kind of okay. But if you're in view, generally, right. as a rule of thumb, if you're in view of the sound booth, if those guys can see you ahead of where they are, then right. you probably need to use it very rarely, right. if at all. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I think agree. if you're behind that, it's fair game because it gets a little bit more easy to move around back there. So you can move if need be. Somebody that's behind you that has you in their line of sight can move if need be. And honestly, there's kind of like this weird area in the middle of like the what field, for instance, where it's kind of like a big party. There's room to dance right. and people have totems. Mm -hmm. I think it's fair game in that oh, area. Yeah. But if you're up front, yeah, use some common sense and, you know, don't be that guy, that girl and get in people's way. All right. If you're cool with that, by all means, bring your totem. I think it's awesome. I, I think it's a part of festival culture and I think it's something that's in a way, unique to Bonnaroo, and we should continue to do it. That's just my vote, but I'm open to hear other people. So I agree. If you have other opinions, tweet at us. I will be happy to talk with you about it and share your opinion as well. I agree. That kind of gets it for this week. I just want to remind everybody that we'll be having our thing in Chattanooga with the What Podcast guys uh, in two weeks. What's the day on the calendar on that, bud? Do you remember? November the 9th. November the 9th. That's right. Moxie Hotel. If you want to stay the night, if it's a long way, check the Facebook event page. The guys at the What Podcast set up a discount. It's going to be fun. Russ is going to be bringing his VW bus for everybody to check out. I am going to try something. I can't make any promises, but I think I can take a portion of the Rubus off and bring it for people to sign. You know that little door that houses the battery? I think I can unscrew that. So I can bring that as a portion so people can actually sign the bus. That'd be amazing. Yeah, so I'm going to work on that. Um, we're going to set up a big outdoor patio area out there for everybody to hang out, come have a drink, come hang out with us. After we're done, we'll hang out out there, and uh, maybe we'll go out to eat or something in Chattanooga. Go have fun with anybody that wants to hang out with us. You want to go to the aquarium? Yeah, I'm good. Some other time? Okay, cool. All right, anything else, Brooklyn? Where can everybody find you online, Brooklyn? What's your Instagram? Ginger underscore marbles. Yeah. What other projects have you got going on? What have you been working on? Writing. Writing? Ooh, what's it about? It's about a girl with pyrokinesis in the 1870s. So it's about you as a time traveler? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> what about you, Cheryl? What you been working on? Where can people find you? You can find me at Little Bits Vintage on Instagram. Any specials or cool clothes you've got coming up? Nah, just uh, buy some recycled clothing and don't support sweatshops. 
Ooh, good point. I will give you an open mic to talk about that sometime. And you can find me at Daniel Horton on Instagram. And of course, you can find us at The Real Rubus on pretty much everything. It's been a little quiet now because it's kind of like the dead season for Bonnaroo. Um, but as for us, me and Charlie have a cool trip coming up in a couple of weeks, and I will tell you more about that later. We might have a special episode from a mystery location that we're going to. Spoiler alert, it's where a lot of my favorite bands are from. That's going to be a lot of fun. We may have an episode next week. We'll see what's going on, but we will definitely have an episode from Chattanooga in two weeks with the What Podcast. We'll see you guys later. Get out there and radiate positivity. Who says she just has a friend? Has a friend? Has a friend? Has a friend?